0: So a way
1: Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reid.
2: When you step back and look at how we today, journalists today, are covering this election, do you feel like we have learned lessons from the past?
1: Well, I think your segment earlier this week about autocratic uh, behavior, about the language Trump was using is really important. We need to see that all across the American media, including in the right-wing media, and, and that's where I doubt we're actually going to see the honest conversations that need to be had about the impact of Trump's rhetoric and his promises about a second term. But let's take the non-Fox media for a moment. Yes, we need fact-checking. We need more of that, but we also need history checking. We need reality checking. This is bigger than just facts at this point. This is about uh, two different realities that are colliding, one that is much more tied to truth and, and the reality, and then this other story that Trump is selling about revenge, about grievance, about retribution. Um, look, I think uh, we're very early in this primary, but I would like to see the coverage amped up quite a bit on that on that front in order to help people who are not news junkies. You know, I, I feel like I know what's going on, but most people are tuned out right now about the.
3: 20- and welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 21st. I forgot to change my calendar. Of November, year of our Lord 2023. There's Brian Seltzer. Oh, Brian Seltzer. Mm. Today, quick little politics up front. I got just some amazingly stupid TikToks, a little woke, and we'll wrap it up because, uh, you know, I was going to do a Thanksgiving Day prior thing. Um, you yeah, know, I'm going to take the next week off. I'll do a podcast Friday or something. So um, let's just, this doesn't surprise me. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to set up, I'm just going to push play because none of you are going to be surprised that, you know, CNN and other media organizations had embedded reporters with Hamas on October 7th.
4: About 50,000 residents of the northern Gaza Strip responded to the IDF's repeated calls to move southward out of harm's way and away from the fighting in and around Gaza
5: City. There is no ceasefire. We are battling Hamas. There is no ceasefire. Gazan civilians are fleeing from the north to the south because they understand Hamas is using them as a human shield.
4: The IDF announced it's made significant progress on the ground and has now destroyed more than 130 terror tunnels. It also released this intercepted conversation between two Hamas terrorists saying they can use ambulances anytime they want to move around. On Israel's northern border, the war inside Syria is expanding with both the U.S. and Israel launching airstrikes against Iranian-backed targets. The U.S. carried out a strike on a weapons warehouse used by militias backed by Iran. The strikes came after a growing number of attacks on bases with U.S. troops. Back in Israel, the watchdog group Honest Reporting released this expose that shows Gaza-based freelance journalist who worked for publications like AP, the New York Times, CNN and Reuters documented the October 7th massacre. Gil Huffman of Honest Reporting says this raises ethical questions. What were they doing in our country? You know,
6: journalists just can't go into our country without permission. That's something that the terrorists do. They infiltrated together with terrorists. That alone was a, aiding and abetting what
7: the
4: terrorists were doing.
7: Here you're talking about people who took uh,
4: pictures with selfies with tanks as, as people were being murdered. This video of Hassan Islayah, a freelancer for CNN and AP, shows him in front of an Israeli tank the morning of the attack. And this photo shows him pictured with Yahya Sinwar, the mastermind of the October 7th massacre. AP says it had no knowledge of the October 7th attacks before they happened. Hamas leaders also revealed their plans for what they call a permanent state of war with Israel, telling the New York Times they hoped the Arab world would stand with them, saying only violence could revive the cause of the Palestinian people. Betty Gantz, a member of Israel's war cabinet, says the war with Hamas deals with Israel's very existence and that there is no time limit on how long it will last. As international pressure grows on Israel for a ceasefire, Former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson came to Israel to show his support when he met with some IDF soldiers from the UK.
8: What I see is the very clear distinction uh, between people like the the soldiers in this room who try as far as they can and who are trained uh, to minimize civilian civilian casualties and, and suffering and people who set out to commit atrocities against civilians, who chase civilians around their living rooms, uh, who who follow them into into bunkers uh, to murder them.
9: Chris Mitchell joins us now from Jerusalem with more. So Chris, Boris Johnson made clear his support for Israel, but international pressure is growing for a pause in the fighting to gain the release of more hostages. Could Israel go along?
4: Well, first of all, uh, Ephraim, let me uh, add that Scott Morrison, he's the former prime minister of Australia, he joined Boris Johnson. He added his endorsement to what he felt Israel is doing. He felt there was no moral equivalence between Israel and Hamas. And to your question, I think Israel can do small pauses in the fighting for a few hours like they did yesterday to let Gazans escape. But a a three-day pause that's been proposed by people like U.S. President Joe Biden is likely off the table for Israel. Uh, They felt it would stop the military momentum of the IDF. Uh, Also, it would give Hamas an opportunity to rearm and regroup and uh, and, and put uh, IDF soldiers at risk. And three, uh, you know, it would put more pressure on Israel to keep that ceasefire going and likely lose international support if they resume military action. Israel
9: is evacuating civilians despite world pressure on them to obey the laws of war. Doesn't Israel feel like they are obeying those laws while Hamas uses civilians as
4: shields? they do and they feel like there's a double standard while you know they fight this war in two battlefields one the military battlefield where they feel like they're obeying international law uh, you hear that from soldiers as well that exactly what they're trained before they get to the battlefield two the battle is uh, is also in uh, for world public opinion and the challenge for Israel is that it's hard to fight the images coming out of the Gaza Strip with destroyed buildings and dead and wounded Palestinians. some of you some of whom did not heed the pleas of the IDF to get out of harm's way and remember the IDF uh, Ephraim has dropped over a million leaflets telling Palestinians to get out of harm's way. They've sent about 6 million text messages and about 4 million phone calls. And they're, what they're doing is they tell, tell people get out of get buildings before they're destroyed to get out of harm's way and then where to go. Uh, so this is unprecedented in uh, modern warfare, but that's what Israel is doing to, uh, to prevent civilian casualties. Hamas is talking about a permanent state of war, and
9: Israel's defense minister says there is no time limit on how long the war with Hamas will last. Is Israel really digging in for a long conflict even uh, after the current war ends?
4: Uh, They are, Ephraim, and I'll tell you why. They realize, perhaps more than now, that this is really a war without end. And the battle uh, Israel is facing and the West is facing right now goes beyond the current conflict. For groups like Hamas, it's never over. Uh, For Hamas, it's all the Islamic concept of the house of peace and the house of war. The house of peace uh, in the Islamic mindset is the world that's under the control of Islam. The house of war is the world not under the control of Islam, and so the house of peace is at an internal war with the house of war to put it under the control of Islam. So the war is never over, and the war is not only with Israel, uh, and that's what we've been hearing over and over again. It's with the United States and all free countries. Uh, that's why a brother of a hostage uh, in Congress said yesterday that we're, we're next, meaning the United States, and asked people to wake up. And why many intercessors right now are saying uh, it's a time of urgent nine one one prayer uh, for the United States for protection uh, and for people in Europe as well. Anywhere where where Islam is trying to take over, and many times in Europe right now, it's it's an urgent thing because uh, many Muslims have come in millions have come into European countries, putting them at risk as well. I want to turn to
9: uh, what news organizations are saying f- saying about the freelance photographer who worked with them, who was photographed with the mastermind uh, on October seventh of the massacre of the massacre.
4: Well, CNN says he suspended that reporter and uh, that journalist and AP says it really had no uh, foreknowledge of the October seventh uh, attacks. And I would add, uh, Ephraim, you know, that the government here in uh, Israel is saying, uh, saying these journalists were accomplices and actually crimes against humanity, contrary to professional ethics. It's also sent an urgent letter to the bureau chiefs of all these media organizations that employed these journalists and uh, and demanded uh, immediate action. But I would say, you know, for many of these organizations, in Honest Reporting, we interviewed Gil Hoffman, the uh, director here in Jerusalem, about that. And uh, he's just uh, really saying this is something that uh, that that these organizations should be aware of. They were were publishing photographs by the AP that very day or day after about actually what was happening on the ground there, and it's a very, very serious allegation. Indeed it is. Our CBN
9: News Middle East Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell joining us from Jerusalem. Thanks, Chris. Continue to stay safe, and we are certainly continuing to pray for you.
10: of the October 7th Massacre, not only from Hamas perpetrators, not only from Israeli survivors, but also here from photojournalists entering Israel from Gaza. The subject of a report out Wednesday from the pro-Israel watchdog group. Honest reporting.
2: What were they doing there so early on what would ordinarily have been a quiet Saturday morning? Was it coordinated with Hamas? Did the respectable wire services which published their photos approve of their presence inside enemy territory together with the terrorist infiltrators?
10: The central questions are about the role of a journalist. At what point is a journalist too cozy with a terrorist organization? And at what point must a journalist step out and prevent a war crime? At the expense of that journalist's core role, documenting events and explaining reality. They were there. They, were, they witnessed terrorist
4: attacks, these people. And instead of trying to stop these terrorist attacks, uh, they uh, photographed them in, to the world. They did things that were unethical.
10: One photographer, a freelancer working with AP, seems to have relished the attack. And here is seen smiling with Yechia Sinwar, the leader of Hamas in Gaza. If there were journalists who knew about the
9: massacre, who stayed quiet and filmed while children were being massacred, they are no different from the terrorists and will share the same fate.
10: There, senior Israeli leader Benny Gantz drawing his conclusion Thursday with a unit of the Israeli Prime Minister's office calling the photographers, quote, partners in crimes against humanity and asking media outlets for clarification. As Israelis focus their anger at those they see, as Hamas's helper.
3: Yeah, that's probably bad, but it's it's common. I mean MSNBC. They have an embed right there. Not very unbiased. I mean, look at that picture. He's like he's with he's down with them. And the worst part there's actually oh fuck I missed this son of a bitch. That him? Hey, that you? I think that that you. Mhm. So you know CNN literally um had somebody there. They went in October seventh. NBC. Do I have? No, I didn't get this. God, man, Tony, you suck. You suck big time, bra, bra. You suck big time. This person worked for NB of the C, and it's not going to let me clip it. So let's just do this. And basically, uh, yeah, she just got arrested for inciting uh, terrorism. Boom, blah, bow. You know, if they found people from the media inbidded with Charleston with the tiki torches, what would the media coverage be? It would be the way it should be. Like, hey, that's fucked up. But now, nobody cares. This person was benched. They're total Hamas shill and they're back on air. Well, central to Israel's
11: justifications of its devastating military campaign on Gaza is its claim that Hamas's armed wing has been running extensive operations from within the al-Shifa hospital. As we pass through the battered streets of what was once a vibrant city, home to nearly 800,000 Palestinians, a viewscreen shows the ghostly wreckage of building after building. And not a single person in sight we're walking through the streets of gaza's city and even in the darkness you can see nearly everything's in ruins the criticism is is that the evidence provided so far is underwhelming that it doesn't show unequivocally that this was a hamas command center
3: well it will take us time This, yes. just a second this was not just one hamas headquarter this was at least
11: Three headquarters? This is a level of detail which we're not seeing, though. If you do, there's three separate command centers, but we can't see any of that. According to the Gaza Ministry of Health, around 650 patients, many critically ill, still remain inside.
3: But we were not allowed access. It's okay. Nobody cares. That's fine. The media... I'm going to play the soundbite. It has nothing to do with Moss. We'll get back to Moss in a second. But this, this, this is Cordona decrying state control of curriculums. And I just want to make sure I play it. Because this, these are these people. They don't understand. They want to control everything. And when they can't, they complain about people controlling things that they want to control. And that makes no fucking sense.
8: But let me ask you this in terms of inclusivity. This past summer, the Supreme Court overturned nearly 50 years of affirmative action in college admissions. And you called recently that a new low point and warned, quote, in danger, we are in danger of a new Jim Crow era in some parts of this country. Are we already seeing the effects of that decision? And and in your view, how long will the impact last?
5: Look, we cannot rest until the diversity on our campuses reflects the beautiful diversity of our country. That's what makes this country special. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're not there. And the Supreme Court decision, in my opinion, took us a step backward. Mm. But what I am seeing are college presidents doubling down. They're recruiting better. They're engaging with K-12 institutions. Mm -hmm. We have an opportunity to really go better than what the affirmative action results are. Mm. Uh, We need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to remind colleges that we want our children to go to schools where they're going to learn with people that are different than them.
12: Yeah, because yeah, they're eliminating cool. legacy well, I... and other things. A lot
5: of them have taken exactly. the lead on I that. I say that?
12: Yeah. Uh, I think Joe Biden recruited very damn well when it comes Thank to you. the secretary of education. You make me you. so incredibly proud, Thank and the way you represent just fills my heart Thank every you. time you're here and every time you I see sure. you. But we could spend an entire show on what's happening on my home state of Florida. Florida schools are a mess. They're teaching kids that some black people personally benefited from slavery Mm -hmm. and there's so many books that have been banned that pop singer pink is actually giving them out in her Florida concerts so the culture wars being waged in our classrooms you've said very bluntly there is a team that is fighting for kids and a team that is fighting against kids what do you mean by that
5: look Look at what we're trying to do. We're trying to open doors for all kids. you talked earlier about, like, like the GI Bill, Mm -hmm. public service loan forgiveness is that for public servants to get them into professions, nurses, like, we're trying. And then we have a team that's trying to cut funding. We have a team that's trying to give local control. That's what we, as a teacher, I didn't want the federal government telling me what to teach or the state government. Yet we have state governments taking control of what teachers and parents could decide for their...
3: Man, these fucking people! Gee, many crookets. I, I, mm. Amtrak. Due to First Amendment related events, customers are encouraged to allow extra time to get to Washington Union Station to board their trains because there was protesting. First Amendment is not stopping trains or traffic or any of that shit. Stacey Abrams, brother, human trafficking. Human trafficking. What the actual fuck? Hmm? Why is that not like top news in the country? Hmm. And then we get to the polls. Here is Steve Carnacki, and then Morning Joe, because that's exactly how the media is going to treat it. It's like Biden's losing. Nobody, even Democrats, don't want Biden, but he's still going to win because they know and you know and we all know. There'll be water pipe breaks and there'll be ballot harvesting because we're going to find a new variant of COVID, even though every variant of COVID, as it gets more and more variants, gets weaker and weaker. They don't get stronger. Um, Yeah, we're going to say that uh, we got to all stay home and we're going to come and pick up your ballot and fill it out for you.
13: We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning which shows the toll it is taking on the president. I'm joined now by national political correspondent Steve Kornacki to take us through the numbers. Steve, some real stunning highlights here in this poll.
6: Absolutely, and I think you're right to set it up that way. What's happening in the Middle East, it really does seem to be connecting with what's happening domestically in our politics. Let's start with the bottom line here. President Biden, what is his job approval rating? We measure it now at 40% with 57% disapproving the significance. That is the lowest President Biden has ever measured in our poll in terms of job approval and just look at the sea change from the start of this year. Remember, early this year, Democrats coming off a strong 2022 midterm. He was almost even. Now he's 17 points underwater on this question.
8: Significant dip there, Steve.
6: It it is, and you can actually, if you take a look here by party, I think it's significant for two reasons. One, independents, obviously, more than two to one disapprove. You don't want to be there as an incumbent president, but I think equally significant, no surprise, 7% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden's job performance. But three times as many Democrats, 21 percent, that's more than one in five, say they disapprove. You need much more unified support in your own party if you're going to have a successful re-election campaign. And we mentioned the drop in that approval rating and the connection to the Middle East. And here it is. On foreign policy, 33 percent approve of Joe Biden's job performance. After President Biden's successful meeting with China's President Xi Jinping, reporters asked Biden if he still believed that Xi was a dictator. And I don't know if Biden was supposed to say yes, because look at this reaction from Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Did you
2: still report to President Xi
14: as a dictator?
6: This uh, is that you used earlier this year? Well, look, he is. <laughs> That's the same face I make when my uncle starts a story by mentioning the race of the waitress. <laughs> and it's, actually the same, it's actually the same. It's actually the same face I made when I heard Biden say this about LL Cool J.
3: LLJ Cool J. Uh,
6: by the way,
13: that boy's got that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. <laughs>
6: LJ. Cool J. I think the second J stands for Jesus.
13: <laughs> That's
6: pretty good. That's
13: All right, we can have fun. By the way, happy happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, happy birthday President. to President Biden. Yes. Uh, Many will I,
2: take advantage of this day to talk about the one thing they think is wrong. I know, because
13: I will say <laughs> that, that. No, seriously, I mean, you, you look at how old he is, and if you remember, just look back through history, like just recent history... Um, when Warren Buffett turned 81, mm. you remember everybody, they, they pulled all their money out of Berkshire Hathaway. Right. no, and, I and think they so. and he
2: And he turned 81, like, a dozen, 12
13: years ago. A dozen years ago. And then, oh, wait, I think he said
2: mm-hmm. his
13: most successful decade ever.
2: Oh, okay, well, there you go. There- no, oh, and Donald That's Trump- Trump- fascinating. Okay, anyhow.
13: Um, well, no, uh, Donald Trump's, like, he's... If Donald Trump were elected yeah. next year, well, of course, that would end democracy. But also, he would be the oldest president ever elected. Yeah, And I'm a little worried about him up there. He still doesn't know who he's running against.
8: Yeah, he sweats a lot. If, you, he, heard you, him
13: know, th- if you heard him this week, Jonathan Elmer, if you heard him this weekend, my gosh, I mean, it's not getting better. He thinks he's running against Barack Obama. Uh, he gets confused and rattled. Uh, you know, he talks about how... Joe Biden could lead us into World War II, uh, very, very dazed and confused up there sometimes. And I'm, I'm, man, I'm worried about his age. I know you are, too. We, I mean, you have to be worried about his age and the fact that he's running against a president he thinks that hasn't run for office in over a decade.
2: <laughs> New polling from NBC News has Donald Trump ahead of President Biden by two points, 46 to 44 percent. Excuse
13: me one second. I've got to yawn. Hold on one second.
2: You're yawning. I know, because this is a pattern. This is
13: the end of the world, according to Democrats. Let's just say it. According to David Axelrod, who, by the way, Mm -hmm. said Biden was toast several times in 2020.
3: You know, I saw one this morning. Um, It was uh, my wife was watching Fox. I want to say she was watching Fox. And... um, Everybody beat him. I mean, everybody. Which, you know, right now the primary primary is happening uh, here, but I'm a registered Republican because when I got out, for those that just stumbled across the show, we had uh, a war going on, and the left that had prepped the war, which was Iraq, because my entire adult life, the Clinton administration always nuked tents, and Osama Lada and said Iraq had WMD so that when Bush did it and it was a lie um, (laughs) everybody including all the Democrats voted yes to go kick that ass because that's what we just believed it's what we always said when things got bad Clinton nuked shit and we no flied and blah 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 blah. so Mirtha was calling soldiers murderers Pelosi wasn't given money man it was a goat fuck so I registered Republican um, I've never voted in the primary I I just don't care and now um, you know I I'll vote I don't want to um, I am so turned off by what we have for candidates anymore. I, I just fucking hate it. Um, really, really hope. You know, I, I'm old as fucking shit. Um, Man, I hope I can vote for somebody before this is all said and done. You're really fucking cool. Just vote for somebody. All right, Uh, right. Let's get to some J6 stuff. There's a... Uh, few things here and there, which are just fucking interesting as fuck. Oh, I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, somehow I'm on the wrong page. Let's get to the right page. NBC News loves deep state, laments GOP hating. halting coordination between FBI and social media if we go back to all the things that we've been through over the next, uh, or the last, since Trump, um, you know, we've had a lot of just unconstitutional shit and a a shitload of, We're going to lose democracy, so we're going to fuck democracy right in the ass. We're just going to do shit that we just don't. Not in the Constitution. Not there. Nobody has that power. And J6 is just one of those moments that, you know, it's a horrible thing that I witnessed. It was fucked up. But we've watched stuff worse now, and we've seen stuff worse before. When we burned down cities, we fired people for wanting uh, op-eds to be printed about National Guard and the Democrats. You goddamn guaranteed, uh, before this election, National Guard is going to Washington. They're going to ring something, make it a green zone, just to say that there's threats of ultra-mega when we're all witnessing... Democrats. Rat fucking shit. We got some more crap today. I mean, it just never stops. It's like the 60s. But a lot of it always comes back to violent rhetoric. So tell me... Anybody, this is Dan Goldman. Tell tell me this is okay using the word eliminate.
14: So there's been so much speculation, contemplation, discussion of what Trump wanted to do, what he knew or didn't know. I mean, do you think as a prosecutor for a prosecutor, this is something that could be useful in the case against Trump? How will it be used?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, he says, uh, I would be well-received because he knows that the people who were there are his supporters who he riled up and incited to invade and riot at the Capitol and try to disrupt the proper counting of the Electoral College votes. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out, in the mm. New York Attorney General case in New York, a civil case, and, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now, and his recent True Social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable. Questionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy.
3: Violent rhetoric. Those are the words we used. Violent rhetoric. I thought that was wrong. Not going to be wrong. Maybe we changed everything. Maybe it's just righties can't say things, but lefties can. And I think that's my problem. I could give two fucks about either party. But, God, it's just bad. So here's Ken- Kenziger. They're all fired up because Johnson's going to release all the videos. Uh, this one, if he was in my squad and really any job, the stuff he says would be as tough. He would seen as a huge sissy victim he could push aside. You get a call sign like, Doho, Douche of Highest Order, or Ma'am. That's the Trump. His next uh, thing was, uh, I guess I double-tapped that. Yeah, that's cool. I This guy is such a fucking twat. Kenziker is such a fucking twat, man. I mean... FBI's Washington field office explicitly made the decision to let a child pornographer go free to focus on January 6th defendants they admitted in court docs. He went on to be caught with a 10 year old boy, authorities said so. In their quest to kill Trump, I'm sure a lot of shit went down. Uh, Cheney resurfaced and I know a lefties lover when she was dogging Trump but they hate her and they would never vote for her um Mike Lee we've seen footage like this a million times We made sure we saw that nothing else it's the other stuff that deliberately hid from us that's what we find upsetting P.S. how many of these guys are feds now I just think of Europe American and you really believe in this country. What happened on January 6th is fucked up. But I think most of us normals, non-progressives, you know, we're not left, we're not right. The majority of us are all in the middle. And when you persecute one side, to the fullest extent for just trespassing, and they get jail sentence, and people... Burn cities down, fuck up cops. I mean there's 300 cops injured, 36 murdered during George Floyd. You have all these insurrections that because that's the word you guys used over abortion and crashing and code pink was just doing it. You know you you can't have it both ways. You can't just have one side that does violence and we prosecute it and we don't prosecute the other side. Because then people start thinking that we have a banana republic, which is what we have. We have used the DOJ to go after people praying on sidewalks while people went and torched fucking Catholic Church under Jane's Revenge. There's been no arrests. Or there's one. We've only arrested one person. And that was violence all over the country. So, of course they keep bringing this turd back, Kinziger. He compares Johnson to the Taliban again.
7: Speaker Mike Johnson. And you know, I'll let the Congressman speak to his friend, but he may be quiet, but let me tell you what Trump called him. Maga Mike, he's Maga yeah. Mike.
13: Maga, yes, right. He's not my friend, by the way. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're to be clear now. Oh, he, only interaction i ever had with him the only interaction ever. he was trying to get me to sign on to this texas lawsuit and i'm like dude you obviously don't know me because i'm actually the one that's saying that your lawsuit's insane here but the difference i mean honestly bill when you look at who the taliban is and the taliban is all about hey we want to take sharia law this this thing that we believe in we want to religiously implement this into our government there is no difference between christian nationalism which is what he's representing right than the Taliban.
3: Maybe the end is different. Maybe the means are different. But there's no... And I think, once again, if you just stumbled onto this, um, listen, both sides are fucked up. Both sides have violence problems. You have Charlottesville. You have J6. But if I take this hand and try to count all the things the left side has done, it's so many, I'd have to use all my fingers, toes. It's it's endless. And if you really think that, you know, you wanna say, hey, there is a party that's done violent shit. Only one party's followers have shot up a baseball field and almost killed a congressman. This one side who's a Bernie bro. I haven't seen it on the other side. We had people literally want to kill Supreme Court justice. And we didn't enforce the law. And then we have all this happy horse shit. So let's um Let's start with the latest insurrections.
15: No no peace. Just no justice, no peace. no peace. No justice, no peace.
3: So that was uh, California Democratic Headquarters in Michigan. So we, we, we once again, uh, wow. That was an Occupying California Democratic Convention in Sacramento. Both floors of the building completely shut down. California Dems Convention has now had been canceled. Caucus meetings including the Dems for Israel Caucus for a ceasefire tanya berlinger so insurrections are permissible when ceasefire is concerned i thought they were kind of frowned upon and then in michigan uh pro-palestinian uh, michigan occupy rotunda clashed at the university of michigan at pro-palestinian protesters or pro-israel and jesus christ we're just fucking you know yeah it's it just it's just what we do it's it's how we rolls and I- Okay, I tick-tocked that. I'll admit I tick-tocked it. I uh, had a phone call I had to take. Um, so uh, I know why we do it. Here, here's the media. We got PBS. Is it PBS? Yeah. Uh, misrepresenting their own poll. And then, of course, Amapur once again. I'm, I'm trying to cut down all these fucking crazy sound bites from the media. But this shit is getting old.
2: Let's also mention this, there is a lot of space between supporting a terrorist leader, as some of these videos report to do, and criticizing your own government and their foreign policy. And we're also speaking at a time when we're seeing a lot of particularly young Americans increasingly uncomfortable with America's support of Israel and Israel's conduct in the war. We had a poll out just earlier this week uh, at PBS NewsHour with NPR and Marist, in which it showed that some 38% of Americans said they believe that Israel's conduct and response in response to the war so far has been just about right. But it also 38% believed it had been too much. And why that's noteworthy is because it is 12 points higher than it was just a month ago. And it now comprises the majority of Democrats. So what we're seeing the longer the war this goes on, and as people are watching, and many have seen, I should mention, you know, I heard Congresswoman Dean speaking so passionately and intimately about those horrific videos from October 7th, which I have also seen. These are things you will never, ever forget once you've seen them, but there's now millions of Americans also seeing horrific videos of the loss of life among Gazan civilians, and they're increasingly uncomfortable watching this as this goes by. And and I asked, actually, Secretary of State Antony Blinken about this last night, and he said it is gut-wrenching, it it is heartbreaking, but we have to ask, what would we do if this was us, it was happening to us?
0: But it has to be understood. First of all, the numbers coming out of Gaza concerning uh, uh, casualties are are provided by Hamas. There's no other independent verification for those numbers. And so we have to presume they're exaggerated. And secondly, they give you no differentiation between of the people who have been fatalities, whether they were Hamas uh, terrorists, and it's good that they were killed if they were, and between civilians caught up in the crossfire. No one uh, can give you at CNN uh, data that is more precise. And so we're all the numbers that people are talking about are the Hamas numbers.
10: Mark. Whatever the numbers are, and in history nobody's questioned these numbers in all the previous, uh, and the Hamas was always in charge. All the previous operations, nobody questioned their numbers, and we have seen half of these people, are up to half, nearly four plus thousand, are children. All the authorities are saying that. That's Hamas's numbers, please, though. That's. Please, come- Well, we've seen the pictures, okay? And we did this last week together. We've seen the pictures, and it is causing huge unrest. All right,
3: a few things, and we're going to go to the border and then move the fuck on. Because, you know, I'm so sick of these people. WAPO, the war that has claimed lives of more than 11,000 Gazans has erased entire families, has also parted newborns from their parents. No articles about how we chopped off baby heads. That wasn't an article. So this is David, uh, David Collier. Exclusive. We need to talk about international news media. Something has gone seriously wrong in our way news is reported from Gaza. Many mainstream outlets have become lying puppets from Gaza. Oh, sorry. Lying puppets for the Islamist terror group. I don't want to tell you. I want to show you. Over the past few weeks, we have seen an explosion of stories come out of Shifa Hospital from wild dogs eating corpses to fetuses taking out dying mothers. They're not from alt-right newspaper. The wave of fake news all appear in mainstream media. Take this report from CNN. CNN are not on Al Shifa. So they published a story based on the account given to them by a doctor there. That's all they could go on. So who is Easy Lulu, the CNN, rely on so much? And it's just total propaganda. Well, on the 7th of October, Moss Terrace, a 1,200 Israeli Eze Lulu, sorry CNN, a student, not a doctor, posted that it was the best birthday ever. A day later, he posted a picture of hand glider. Do CNN usually rely on that type of people? No, they didn't vet them. Dr. Khalad Amu Samar is also at Shifa. He was a source of stories such as Israelis shooting on those waving white flags or accusing Israel of stealing, not bringing aid. Some doctors on 7 October, Boo Samur, posted that history is being made in a like post honoring and praising the resistance. On 27 January, he and his partner wrote celebratory poets about a terrorist attack outside a synagogue. I'm not going to read it all. It'll make you angry because it goes on for like 30 pages. Just report after report after report after report after report. They fake the funk on the nasty dunk. Here's a major coffee chain in Jordan serving a new Holocaust coffee. America is the most racist country in the world they say with the slogan I feel the Arab taste is served with blue and white marshmallows for Israeli flag which are burned before serving genocide copy They're our ally, by the way, which is pretty fucking scary. Um, so that's our slides for right now. We're going to go into a little border segment. You're going to see uh, three sound bites. One is migrants from sub Saharan Africa attempting to cross the fence that separates Morocco, heading our way. CBS Morning Show. Explosion of Chinese illegal immigrants, and they gave him sympathy, and video media hate the idea of Texas enforcing federal law immigration. It's a CNN clip, so enjoy.
11: Let's turn to a topic that we have covered extensively on this show in the wake of President Biden's meeting with China's president. We turn now to a story about the big increase in Chinese migrants coming through the U.S. border down in Mexico. Border Patrol agents arrested more than 24,000 Chinese people for crossing the U.S. southern border illegally over the past year through September. That's more than 10 times higher than the previous year. And part of the overall rise in illegal border crossings that has made headlines. Elizabeth Palmer shows us why the Chinese are willing to risk everything for a chance to make it to America.
8: A group of migrants struggle through the rain and mud of the Panamanian jungle toward the U.S. border. Weiwei Wei Wang is one of them. I'm surviving on chocolate bars, he says, and running out of drinking water. He videoed the whole grueling trek, undertaken by people from all over the world, including recently a record number from China. Since January, border officials have processed more than 10 times as many Chinese migrants as last year. A surge of people with their hopes crushed by China's weak economy, repression and corruption. The government wanted my family's land, Chen Yixiao explains, and he's got video of what he says are thugs sent to beat them up. At the border, American volunteers help out the new arrivals. Samuel Schultz.
13: We're used to seeing border crossers here. Central Americans, Mexicans, trying to avoid the border patrol. And here we have this giant mass of Asians coming in saying, please arrest me. Where's, where's the guy who's going to arrest me?
8: The route is an open secret. First, from China to Quito in Ecuador, which Chinese can enter without a visa, and then onward with detailed online advice. In this video, for example, a guide shows Quito Airport on Google Maps. If you land at night, he says, don't go outside. Next morning, catch the bus to Tolkien and carry on north. The online cartoons make it look easy. It's not. So it's very, very dangerous. Immigration lawyer Shang Wang represents Chinese migrants in the U.S. They could be killed,
0: they could be raped, they could be uh, robbed. It's just really, really risky. I keep warning people, don't come this way. <laughs>
8: The poor rural town of Changla in China's southeast is famous for the number of migrants who've left from here for America. But for most, the price, more than $5,000, is just too high. One local woman who scrapes by selling secondhand textiles told us, My brother and his family left years ago. Of course I want to go too, but wishing won't do it. I need cash. On the U.S. border, more and more have found the cash to gamble on a new life. Even though attorney Wang says about 30% will be deported. But... 70%
0: 70% of the people uh, would be allowed to settle down in the U.S. In the meantime, the U.S. economy is, uh, is growing very fast, and a lot of employers uh, need uh, uh, low-pay employees. So that's kind of a win-win situation.
8: And the biggest win of all is to have left China far behind. For CBS Mornings, I'm Elizabeth Palmer in Tokyo.
16: It is shocking how far they've come. And, you know, Mark Esper was here yesterday, the former Secretary of Defense, talking about how China's weak economy, high youth unemployment, that's what's driving a lot of these people here.
11: It's a huge number, 24,000, those are the ones that turned themselves in or were captured, and you wonder how many were not. Uh, And that's only one part of the the border situation. You've got Congress working on the Santos question, and you wonder, could they pay some attention to what's going on down there? We need a lot more of everything, right? There's more enforcement, there's more judges needed, there's more legal pathways needed all of it, it's a mess, and right while our, our mind is elsewhere. You're right about that, Tony. People
5: are yeah.
2: coming from farther and farther. Texas lawmakers passed a bill that would allow local police officers, without training, to arrest undocumented migrants.
12: It's a direct challenge to the
2: federal government's authority to police the borders and would become one of the nation's strictest bills if it takes effect. This bill has many critics, including 30 former
16: immigration judges. The ACLU is calling it, quote, one of the most radical anti-immigrant laws ever. Civil rights groups, advocacy groups, call this bill anti-migrant. Civil rights organizations are warning that this could lead to racial profiling. Some fear it may
13: lead to racial profiling.
2: This could lead to racial profiling, widespread racial profiling, racial profiling, racial profiling. profiling. If they do cross the border um, and they are arrested, will they be separated from their children? Questions about the constitutionality of this legislation. There is a big concern about the safety of migrants as they are being pushed back into Mexico. What impact do you think that this will have? on that state where Latinos make up 40% of the
3: population. How much would this cost taxpayers in Texas?
2: County governments are very concerned about the cost. This is causing a lot of fear in the.
3: And before we go into a TikTok, God, I got some good videos. I just grabbed the first seven. I don't follow anybody. So it's pretty obvious what TikTok's about. And uh, I'm going to do a music review of two songs and then go into a woke section. This is an RN talking about struggling in Biden's crap economy. And it went viral, was watched. uh... Shit, I don't know. It just went viral. Replies to it is, I don't want to hear about politics, she says. There's your problem. I guarantee this woman votes Democrat. Women post depressing TikTok about economic hardships, same woman votes Democrat every time. Which is completely true. And this is an RN, so it's not like she's poor.
7: I don't I don't know why I'm making this video, but like I feel like my husband and I are doing everything right. We both have good jobs. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse who work full-time. He works full-time. We just got paid this past Friday, right? We paid the mortgage, bought some groceries, put some gas in the car, and guys, it is Tuesday. And we have like two or three hundred dollars to last us until next Friday. Like, we don't live in a big house. We we live in a little, just a little ranch. It's eleven hundred square feet, three bedrooms, one bath. Us and our two kids. And like, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm in school full-time I work full-time he works more than full-time he works overtime every week I don't know what to do I'm so stressed out this isn't how it's supposed to be you know growing up we were told you know go to college get a degree work to support your family here we are did that now what (laughs) now what (laughs) i'm not into politics i i don't follow it frankly that stresses me out too but like i don't know somebody (laughs) Somebody has to do something to change this because, like, I make good money. He makes good money. We don't live above our means. Where I, I don't know what less than paycheck to paycheck is. What what is that? Poverty, as a registered nurse with a husband with a second income. He doesn't make as much as I do, but he still works and brings home good money so I don't know
3: you know i i um I feel for that person i I don't wanna belittle somebody i mean God, for God's sake, I'd be a fucking hypocrite if i did i I was on the show numerous times, just dead inside. And we lost everything. And is it all Biden's fault? No, it's not Biden's fault. It's just, a lot of it's just life. You know, life sucks. It's never perfect. There's plenty of times it just goes, just goes awry. And I've listed too many times all the freaking things that went wrong for me and the wife and how it just, it just didn't seem fair. Um, I think that's the thing we I used to say a lot was it's just not fair you know we were good people we didn't treat people bad but we just got the bad luck bug and man it sucks but what I don't understand with a person like that who most likely you know is a liberal um. Continually voting for the same thing. you know. Eventually, you have to start seeing that both these parties suck ass. And they don't give a fuck about the American people. That our media just fucking sucks. It's so bad. They push the dumbest things i i once again we're gonna start off our tiktok with the thing that and that's the first thing you see when you go on tiktok is taylor swift taylor swift taylor god jesus christ i'm just so sick of taylor swift i can't i can't even deal anymore i i, I just can't fucking even comprehend i i I know just a couple podcasts ago I said she's a beautiful woman. She is. But, I mean, I just don't know why it's everything. It's about their parents meeting each other. And, you know, it's Jesus Christ on a popsicle stick. Do we fucking care? No. And if I see Travis Kelsey anymore, I swear to God, man. You know, he's he's actually ruining his brand because everybody's calling him Mr. Pfizer and he's playing horrible which let's be honest when you're in love your brain goes different places and I'm sure um, you know he had a thing for this girl now he's tapping that and his head's in the tap mode I got it you know we all we all fall in love when we're young and who knows if we were young and some young starlet was our girlfriend how we would perform I'm sure our minds would be 24-7 on the young starlet but sexiest alive, and now his brother, and just, I mean, this whole family, I, I love the bro, but now I can't fucking stand them. I mean, I'm just over it. And I was looking for news, but that was the AP. I went to the AP, and the first news story I read, well, the title was that Kelsey and Swift families are going to meet each other for Thanksgiving. And then it got canceled. And now 45 other stories about maybe she's dumping him. I don't care. I just don't care. But that's our focus because if they can focus on stupid shit like that and get you to click, well, they win. It's good for them. You're clicking on the AP for that. And the important stuff like what this lady just talked about, that shit's not important. You're not gonna find that news. You're gonna find out, you know, what are we doing to fix the economy? And why did this administration take so long to re engage the economy? And why was our supply chain so broken to begin with? And why did a guy take three months paternity leave when neither him nor his husband birthed a baby? Which is so disrespectful. I'm not anti gay, don't give a shit. But that's disrespectful to women. My you know, most women Don't get three months off. I don't care if there's paternity leave or not. And they actually birth the baby, which I think should give them some time off. It's just me. I've watched two live births. It ain't pretty. That's a lot of freaking pain. We don't talk about that stuff. As we go into our TikTok Minute, we talk about this dumb shit.
5: Everyone believes, yeah What's that like? I'm so sick of
15: running as fast as I can Wondering if I get there quicker Considering what this offensive line has been able to do for
6: much of the night Kelsey Ball comes out Recovered by Philadelphia Morrow gets the fumble recovery as Kelsey
13: could not hang on to it. Zach Cunningham delivered the
3: hit. And the second Chiefs
13: turnover on the field a fumble recovered
3: by the defense.
6: That's such a good job by
13: Roby who comes in and he just punches it out. He sees that Kelsey
6: see right there. Great job by Bradley Roby.
3: oh no and they lost so that blew up the whole dog uh, doggone Taylor Swift record of him playing good or some shit I don't know it's fucking ridiculous nobody's talking about the fucking fumble which is fucking crazy but all right let's go into and once again uh, let me take this one earbud out because I was jamming into some music and I literally am gonna yell so, as we start this, remember, once again, this is, the. I just went in, I just grabbed the first nine videos, and I don't want to be old on this, but is this how you, like, get dates now? Because, I mean, I, I don't follow anybody, and these are the videos I got. Here's the first one.
12: Because I'll take you drunk, I'll take you stone. I'll take you back long as you come home.
3: Hey, that's really sad. But I don't know if you're going to get a date like that. I mean, she seems like a pretty girl. She's young. Maybe she got dissed by a guy. I don't know, but that's just... If I put myself back at my 20 year old age, I would not want to date a girl like that. I'm already depressed. I don't need a depressed person. Then you have the polar opposite. We have depressed, sad girl with, I don't even know what the fuck this is. If you can get above 80, you
0: have the reflexes of a Greek god. All right, let's try this baby. Come on.
3: What was she? That scared the fuck out of me. I mean, she's pretty, but... That would scare me. Then we start getting into the straight-up poetry. No, I did not say poetry. Just poetry. And once again, I didn't search for this. This is all that came up. I don't look for titties. I, I haven't searched for anything. I searched for TikTok challenges, Hamas, and Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey bullshit. Just to make that point, that one podcast. I haven't freaking been on tiktok this is what i got next I you go? you say you want your yeah i would have waited for that she's pretty that's pretty but i i don't know why you put that out, put that business out there i don't get it here's another one she's saying over 35 Get a guy. Have to man. My world on fire. Yeah, you look like you're really mean. That's not the look you're looking for. I'm just saying, I'm going to be a life coach. That's not what you're looking for. First and foremost, if you want to get a guy, I'm assuming, and I could be totally wrong because I've been married forever. I got it, I'm old. I don't think this is how you do it. I really believe other than the Travis Kelsey calling the shot off podcast, which I think is bullshit. I think they'd already he'd already gotten with her earlier, and they were talking to each other. I just don't think. I don't believe the news that he just said that and all of a sudden she said oh he's cute no I think there's something else there but I just don't think the internet's a place you know once again I'm still with that Dave Chappelle the internet's a place you're not going to go you're just not going to go there this girl if I was in my 20s damn oh maybe not she's not as pretty as I thought she was Anyway, that one was funny about the the hooters and woodpeckers. Um, here's another one. She re- this is the big thing I see with the young girls. You know the things I see with the young girls is always wearing spandex. I don't understand why you want me to see me your vagina. You're kind of not giving me anything to look forward to. I'm I'm already seeing your junk, and it just kind of ruins the whole thing. If I was a young guy and that was a girl, I would not date her because you like rapping on the present, but you're walking around with your vagina all out there. Everybody can see it. I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't see a lot of combing hair. Now, this girl could be pretty under the sunglasses. I don't know. But she's trying to get a date, and her hair looks like she got... She looks like Doc Brown. I'm back to the future. What is that? (laughs) And, you know, I have a hair thing because, you know, I don't have hair. So if I had hair, I'd really take care of it. I don't get that. And once again, this is all I got. This is all the feed was. There was no cute puppies. There was no TikTok challenge. It was the first nine videos. Well, the first ten. The first video was Taylor Swift again. They're still feeding me fit. I uh, guess I searched for it. Uh, I don't know which one this was. I'm looking for a
15: yellow bone long hair star. Star. thick in the hips come get
3: in my car. So you're party. Once again, not how you get a date. Comb your hair. And I don't know what she was doing there. I'm married, happily married, I'm old. These are all young girls. I'm just going to say, of all of them, the last ones one I'd be like, I'd probably, if I was young. This girl, I think she's an actress and I think this is bullshit because I've seen her face someplace else. I think it was on a Twitter video.
7: Oh my gosh, your eyes are so beautiful.
2: Thanks. They don't work.
3: What is I supposed to... I don't... I know this supposed to be short videos, but what are you saying to the world? I mean, some of these videos I see, I just don't know. What What are you trying to say? I would never hit send. I just wouldn't hit send. I know I, know I do a whole podcast where I'm spitting in a cup and blowing my nose. But this is a podcast. And it's mostly people listening about politics. and They don't watch the video. So, yeah, I kind of comb my beard really quick, put on a presentable shirt. But this isn't a fashion show But this bitch, and I ain't trying to get nobody. I'm just bitching on a mic, and people listen to it. But why would you hit send on that? You know, we're about to cover a couple songs. And the wife's trying to make me do one of these covers. They have a uplink that you can upload. Covers. You send it to them and they put it up there. And I'm too self-conscious to do that. I'd probably record the audio because I could sing it. But I wouldn't show my face because I'm a old fucker. People don't want to see fucking dad singing Sleep Token. So this is the only one that I thought was pretty. But I still think she's going about this all wrong. She's pretty, she can just go do normal things and you're gonna get a boy, because you're pretty. Very classy lady, here we go. If I remember right. She's pretty, that's a pretty lady. So of all these, and it had nothing to do with the money, maybe, maybe her. But that's nine videos out of 10 so my question is is this how people get dates now do you hook up on I thought it was tinder but is it tiktok is tiktok a dating site do you pass deets I mean I know complain a lot about that boof 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 and the little music and they drop a towel and they're like in a bikini or something but i just would never i just don't see myself ever if if i was young during this time i just don't see me hooking up with somebody on the internet because let's be honest we all pick the best looking picture we have i have a picture that i like of myself but it's from like 2002 so i don't post that shit no more and i have a picture in the car the wife took she made me take a selfie cuz she wanted a picture of me and so i took a picture and i have a nice smile And she likes it. I look old as fuck. But I post it. That's the only one I have on any of my avatars. Most people don't look like their avatar. Most women are definitely not. I watch my wife. We do selfies together before we go out. And it's a whole head thing and an angle. And all this crazy shit we gotta do before she'll take a goddamn picture but I see it everywhere and the in the Taylor Swift ones she was like oh no my friend's a bad bitch and she turns to some girl I don't know who the fuck she is I think she's Gomez or something she's 33 and that's a video on TikTok and I just stared at it like man when I was fucking 33 i finished drill sergeants like I'm done I'm a platoon sergeant in the army I'm back in Korea Wasn't making stupid videos, so mentally, maybe Obama's right. Twenty-six, they're still kids. I'm looking at thirty-three-year-olds going, hmm. And Kelsey doing that dance after touch. You know, back in the day in football, people didn't do that shit. They score a touchdown because they're getting paid to score a touchdown, and you just fucking spike the ball and said, "Yeah, motherfucker." And then you walked off the field. That's how we used to do things. Everything now is just weird. And it makes me feel really old. So that's our TikTok. I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I'm going to keep this up. Just the first nine things I find, I'm just going to put them out there in the world and go, what are we doing? Now we're going to go to music. Um, well, let's do the bump. <laughs> Okay, so I'm, like, once again, seriously having a moment uh, in regards to uh, doggone sleep token. I know it's probably getting old, but every time I turn around, I keep finding more songs. So, we're going to start with Dark Signs, and then we're going to go into The Offering. And The Offering, man, I I never heard it. I heard these two songs yesterday. We were... uh, Doing projects and we just put it on YouTube, sleep token, play mix. And um this is just so not my genre. And now it's my genre. I went to the gym today, leg day, I did a speed walk. 45 minutes for three miles. And then I lifted and did extensions, press, squats, and calf raises. And I'll probably regret it tomorrow. Because I'm still regretting the upper body um, from two days ago. (laughs) And I did like 16 sets. So weak, it's embarrassing. Um, But I listened to 12 consecutive songs. It was just all sleep token. And I'm, I'm in shock. So this is dark signs and it's kind of that genre. I think it's the guitar that's getting me. The lyrics are really good. But anyway, so this is, uh, it's unclassifiable. I don't know what to classify it. And it, it'll never win a Grammy and it'll never be on the radio. But These motherfuckers, this is from sundown. Sundowning, I think it's an older album, but these freaking dudes killing me. Where
15: I was raised, there wasn't no street lights, just pitch black, and passing headlights. Where we met, there must have been dark signs. Oh, in your skies. Most days you reach you just got for a nice safety nice groove. Remain calm for the playthrough. You
3: know me. When we met, I could see. Oh, I fucked us. I'll restart it. Sorry. We went through this last time. You think I'd get better at this, but I'm not. Because I keep touching keys and it shuts it off. So let's move it up. Let's do this. Yeah.
15: All right, here
3: we go. Here. There we go. Sorry. I'm not going to touch shit.
15: Most days, you reach for safety Remain calm, forget that you know me When we met, I could see dark signs Alarm bells in your eyes And I miss the man Got a bungalow skirt.
11: So it's it's only three minutes. It's almost done.
3: coming they have a drop every time and those fucking guitars comes. All right, so that's the first one. Really funky. It's kind of like he's perfecting his craft because then he comes out with um, Take Me Back to Eden. That album's kind of more complete. But that song, man, I I hit it three times this morning doing calf raises. It's just got a really nice group. Now, this is the offering. Um, You know, there's not a lot of sexual songs I'm into. Um, Closer by Nine Inch Nails has nothing to do with Fuck Me Like an Animal, those lyrics, yeah, you're not going to listen to that in your car with somebody next door to you. Um, it's a little freaking over-the-top. But this one is, uh, the way the words are, it's pretty freaking, it's very ingenious. I, I kind of like it. Um, and it's just got some sick, and I know 56-year-olds aren't supposed to say sick, but my God, these guitars, when he brings it in, is just... It's what I like about the band. It's like, you know, you get this nice funky groove. you got a little bit of rap that I can tolerate. Kind of a nine-inch nails, uh, or nine-inch nails, but Lincoln Park rap. Where you just, you know, for something about it, it's rhythmic singing, but it's not really stupid rap. With incredible electronics, which kind of brings me back to the days of uh, Spandau Ballet and Depeche Mode. It was just one of my favorite. I know Matt in Oregon just puked his mouth. I just love... Depeche mode. I've always loved them. Um and drop C to card guitars. Just just fucking deep, nasty riffs with a lot of distortion. So this was like one of the big ones. I'd heard it before because it was like the first one I saw for a music reaction. Um, but I never did anything. with it. The wife did. She found him, and now she can't listen to anymore. Cause she says it'll be in her head all night. It is. It's true. There's sleep token, and my brother Matt Randy, uh, the religious one, is like, oh, they they worship a sleep god, and you're going to get in your head, and blah 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 blah. And of course, I mocked it because it's just music. It's his shtick, you know. He doesn't show his face, and he's the vessel, and they worship the god of Greek orthology, and blah 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 blah. It's just an act. And it really goes well with their visuals because it's all dark and blue and red, and it's a great light show. I mean, it's just a, it's a really neat concept. It's so different, um, but I don't think they possess your brain about an ancient god. I think their music is so good, it gets in your head. So you will get parts of song. I I I have to stop listening. at like you know I don't listen to music after my walks because it would get in my head. I'd have this damn parts of his songs just on repeat because it's just a funky groove like um what is it what's the one that i freaking love and i can't anyway it's got a, a bunch of young girls do tick tocks for this part of the song that you don't even see it coming but it's it's just a hook it's like a really good hook and you know i know i'm doing a lot of music stuff but my God, why can't we have music like this? Why can't you have different music on the radio? Why is it always Taylor Swift or some boy band or some garbage that just is so processed and repetitive? There's nothing like this that I see ever. I mean, you got to search for it. So this is the offering. I want to say it's sundowning. I, th- I want to make sure I'm right. Let's go. Uh, sleep token so if you do want to purchase it and once with the Amazon um Amazon music you can pick up um all their stuff on there for free you know if you pay the price but sundowning is what this came off the second album in 2021 was and this is from 2019 uh the place will become your tomb and take me back to Eden's the best one but sundowning they even have a sundowning with just instrumentals for you to do um, covers and I'm still debating because I could sing well to Gigi I could sing a bunch good but I don't know if I have the balls I won't put my face up I'll just put a, their video cut the audio put the instrumental in the background I'll sing to it and Put it up there for the shits and grins. I mean, they do have a couple old fuckers doing it, but they're mostly guitar covers. Uh, Nobody's singing it. Uh, Anyway, I'll get to it. I love this fucking song. It's my new fave. headphone i gave up my uh amp so i don't have an amp anymore. you
15: are a garden entwined with all you other the silence on sacred shore
0: Next just uh, it's I would
15: have said this I would
3: have said uh, a a That's a cool sound, man. It's just different. It's a really different. Closes out with a couple more things, and man, if you're into just some new music, something different, I'll change palettes next time because I I know I'm I'm going overboard with the uh, sleep token. It is definitely an acquired taste. I'm sure a lot of people are like, just just stick to politics, dick face. Um, but for you know something different, I you know what the hell, I I, uh, I love music. I, I haven't listened to a goddamn podcast um, forever. I mean, we're talking forever. None of my podcasts. I do not listen to any of the sports ones for last month. I stopped listening to the New Heights with the Kelsey guys. I can't handle Kelsey. Travis is such a, he's just an arrogant prick. That guy just drives me crazy when he speaks. I mean, I don't, I don't know why people like that guy. I love his brother, but he is such a cock. Um, I I had a conversation with uh, Todd in Oregon and we both remembered a guy and I won't name him um, that was on our football team and he was a tight end and uh, fuck he was a dick everybody fucking thought he was a dick Um, he played outside linebacker next to me and um, he would invariably uh, my senior get into arguments with the guy I was playing with and I'd be like just shut the fuck up man I'm whipping this guy I don't need you pissing him off um, but then he'd be mad at me. It was just the fucking most dickhead motherfucker I ever met in my life. Um, maybe it's a tight end thing. I don't know. It's just fucking weird. So We're going to go into our woke now. We're going to start off with some sound bites. Um, the first, uh, it's a Libby of a tick-a-tucky. What we got? Did I lose? The, there it is. Um, a girl discussing in medical issues post-COVID. Fuck me upside down running with a baseball bat my god i'm better because she's the first video oh my god i'm just glad i just got stomach shit because her face is wrecked i feel so bad for her and then you got an anti-white racist rant saying that people's whiteness is the heaviest thing about you i haven't done one of these in a while enjoy
16: whether joe biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy.
14: One time I got COVID back in 2020, and I was like, oh, MG, this is the worst, but also I'm 21 years old, it should be relatively okay. I've never had any prior health issues. But then I started getting numbness in my hands and my forearms, along with really persistent headaches, which I never really had before. I attributed this to just being really stressed out because I just started the serving job. I was crying in the walk-ins. You guys know how it is, Yeah, <laughs> you know how it is. But then my tongue goes numb in my mouth and I'm like, up, up. That's not supposed to happen. So I go to the ER. I pass out in the ER. Drama queen. I know. I know. They tell me, don't even worry about it. You're just anxious. Like they were. They were agreeing with me. I was like, oh, I knew it. Like so. So sorry to waste your time. I go back home. Three months later, I'm hanging out with someone. My entire left side of my face starts to uh, starts to droop. They're like, okay, time to go back to the hospital. I'm like, no, no. It's just anxiety. Don't you worry. sadly not anxiety it was a stroke and I had been having strokes apparently because my internal carotid arteries were closing up to be this teeny tiny small so they had to open them back up with stents and I was like great okay that's that's totally great we're done (laughs) haha that was traumatic putting that in the past I fly to New York City because what else am I supposed to do and then whilst in New York City I get numbness again this time in my head and they find a big old marshmallow of inflammation behind my eyeball So I go back home because no way I'm dealing with that by myself. Absolutely no way in New York City, are you kidding? And when I wake up from the flight, no vision, (laughs) no vision at all. So that's kind of unfortunate. And now it's 2023 and no one really knows why all of this happened exactly or how to get rid of it. If there is one thing that I wish white people understood, it is this.
2: Your whiteness is the heaviest thing about you. It is so heavy that it outweighs any and all other marginalizing identities. Now this is not to say that other identities aren't heavy. This is not to say that other identities aren't hard to carry. But it is to say that your whiteness in a white supremacist society like the United States is the key to care, empathy, dignity, support, justice, and freedom that people of color with the exact same marginalizing identities as you cannot access because they are people of color. Your white is heavier than your woman. Your white is heavier than your trans. Your white is heavier than your disabled. Your white is heavier than your poverty. Your whiteness is the heaviest thing about you. Think
3: on that. That's just really fucking sad, man. That makes me not feel um, <laughs> as sorry for myself as I, I have when I see that. That's just fucked up. I mean, these this it's it's just wrong. Target slammed over gay Nutcracker Christmas decoration. Gay Nutcracker. Oh, we're gonna play this. I didn't know there's video. Hold on.
17: We're witnessing the Dylanization of corporate America. Companies are committing financial suicide one after the other. We all remembered what happened to Bud Light. And Disney got all weird, started sticking their nose in politics, and then their movies started flopping. Then there's Target. They were selling a line of clothes for trans toddlers. Tuckums. Yes, tuckums. Their stock tanked, down $9 billion over the summer, but they didn't learn anything. Gay Nutcracker complete with a rainbow hat, a trans flag, full price, $12, but right now it's on sale for eight. Riley Gaines is the director of the Riley Gaines Center and an ambassador for the Independent Women's Forum, and Madison is a Fox Business correspondent. So Riley, are you gonna have Gay Nutcracker around the Christmas tree this Christmas?
16: what's my other option well Um, you have disabled santa yes
17: you have black santa in the wheelchair and we don't have anything against black santa (laughs) or disabled santa i think if santa has uh, a disability then that's fine but why do you think target is selling this type of merch
16: you know what i thought about today um back in 2005 target banned the word christmas Uh, the the phrase Merry Christmas, employees weren't allowed to say it, Uh, no merchandise was allowed to have the word Christmas on it because it implied that, uh, you know, the idea of Christ exists. Now, I I believe that's still in effect, yet they're allowed to have black, disabled Santa um, and a gay nutcracker. It doesn't make sense. You have to ask yourself, you know, why do they keep pushing this? Who are they trying to appeal to? Because despite what the media portrays or how politicians are voting, this doesn't represent the overwhelming majority of how this country, really how the world, feels on this issue. I, I think majority of people, parents especially, uh, they can acknowledge that gay nutcracker and black disabled Santa uh, has gone way too far. The pendulum has swung too
17: yeah, far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as upset about I mean, I'm not upset about either, but, you know, this guy's one thing. But the gay nutcracker, I mean, this this appeals to children, the Christmas spirit. You decorate the house, you put nutcracker up there. Is this sexualizing Christmas for children? Do you think anybody's gonna steal gay nutcracker?
16: Well, it's on sale.
17: It's on sale. It's only $8. <laughs>
3: Well, that's fucked up. I don't understand these companies, man. I, I think you're just misreading your customer base. Just, just saying. not an expert on these things. But uh, I didn't run a retail store for like 12 years. and Pretty best bet you can ever do is sell to Martians. Gay, communist, mega-Martians training unicorns. Sell it to them. I don't give a fuck. Be a unicorn. Alright, uh, this one's nice. Guy with a uh, dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. This is uh, yeah uh women's volleyball. Did my penis distract you? M.A. M- teen Boy Derek Kinsuko. Inappropriate comic to posing female post-girls volleyball game sparks controversy. Heated girls match opposing team fans. Booed the male team captain. Did my penis distract you? Sweet God, is there a volume? You're kidding me. Well, I'm going to get this because there's a video. Hold on. Ah, Negatron on the Videotron. Just didn't get it. That sucks. It's like there's... They got it, but they didn't, um, include the video. All right, I think we might have covered this. I don't remember. In American you. they're making white people take responsibility for what they don't directly control, like structural racism, systemic oppression, and bias. They're teaching kids that they're guilty because of skin color. And, you know, I just like keep ticking it off because it's just what we do. It's what we do. It's like non-stop. Then there is uh, which one is this? Israeli security forces admitted to deliberately threatening and outing queer Palestinians as tactic to intimidate them into working in informants. Uh, if you might imagine this is not accurate, the writer links to a 2014 Guardian article, and so it's totally wrong. But that's the nation. That's what they do. Transgender Day of Remembrance is both honored and bashed online. Uh, any good comments here? No. Fuck it. It's one of the 95 days we have, um, for gay rights, and we have one day for vets. Yeah, okay, good times. Here is uh, NBC, because this is just what they fucking do being pro-abortion is conservative and then PolitiFact um, allows for abortion to viability for financial reasons and they say it's p- false but it's actually true that their new measure one pretty much says that uh, yeah you, you, you yeah. yeah you can have baby and- Just let it die. I am Eloise. I am six. However,
12: abortion may be prohibited after... 92-year-old Joan Lawrence has always been in favor of abortion rights. I think it's up to the individual, not the government, to decide what to do about a pregnancy. She's also a lifelong Republican who served in the Ohio legislature. It's not a partisan issue. It really isn't, and Republicans are making it a part trying to make it a partisan issue. Other Republican women from the reliably red Columbus suburbs also feel that way. In August, they voted against a Republican effort to make changing the state constitution harder. Many viewed that special election as an attempt to undermine the vote next Tuesday, when Ohio will decide whether to guarantee access to abortion in the state constitution. I thought it was kind of sneaky that it was being placed last minute on a special election. Lisa Knapp, a registered Republican, believes in low taxes and small government. She also says women's bodies are their own business. So that's a big Republican, uh, idea, is that the government stays out of business. But in this particular issue, they are getting in your business. Do you think that the abortion issue has been good politically for the Republicans? Oh, party? it horrible. It is far from certain how next week's abortion vote in Ohio will go. But either way, some Republicans believe the party is focused on the wrong issue. I feel like they're missing a lot of the big ones, a lot of the struggles that people have in day-to-day life, I mean inflation is really bad food prices. Erica, a mom of four young boys, is opposed to abortion, but voted against the Republican measure last summer, which she felt was an overreach. Good job, bud. She's frustrated with her party. I don't care about the party lines. I care about truth and honesty and following my principles. Do you feel like the Republican Party right now is sort of at odds with itself? Definitely, definitely. I just feel like Lisa has similar concerns sure. about the future they of the party heading into the 2024 ballot, presidential then, um, election. Do you think abortion is an issue that will direct who you choose in the primaries? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. If someone was like, hey, I want to impose six week ban, I, I would never vote for that
3: person. I, I think the abortion is Then we get into some climat. Climate anxiety. Advice. For some, it's psychedelic therapy can help with climate anxiety, which is unlike any other issue in psychiatric, psych- psychiatry because they feel extent abo- beyond our personal narrative. People live through the Great Depression by eating rats and living in shanty towns, and now we're here. Number one, take shrooms. Number two, essentially think about how the world's going to end. That's just the stupidest plan I've ever fucking heard. Which, by the way, on personal business, uh, I still haven't got a uh, appointment. I put in for online counseling. Um, and I got a confirmation that I put in for it. And that I qualified for it because I'm a member of TRICARE. And I went through TRICARE to get it, which is an interesting concept that you had to verify that I could be verified. And then all it was is how much money I'm going to pay. So... We have a suicide crisis in this country, where vets have now 146,000 have killed themselves since 9/11. It's the highest of any group anywhere. even more than trans kids, because there are no trans kids suicide rates. There's trans kids suicide ideation. It's a big difference. Still important, but it's thinking you're gonna thinking about suicide and executing are two different things. $36 a session. That's the copay, 36 bucks. You kind of think it would be free because we're trying to stop suicides. Now personally, I'm not gonna pay it. It's not the point. It's just, wow, really? So a lot of guys probably don't because they don't have 36 fucking dollars. It's not like to go in one session and then you're going to walk out, I'm fixed. It's not how it works. So this is actually a uh, counter to that stupid article. WAPO take on Nobel Prize winning scientist who says there's no climate crisis. It's something else. So this is the scientist. I can't get to the rest of it because it's behind the paywall. But this is what he said. I am Elise. I am six.
0: As much as it may upset many people, my message is the planet is not in peril. I think there is, this is good news. I believe there is no climate crisis. The alleged uh, atmospheric CO2 and methane have negligible effect on the climate. The policies where our government has been implementing are totally unnecessary and should be eliminated, and that trillions of dollars can be uh, can be saved.
3: You know, said it a million times on the show. Yes, there is climate change. You can go to Oregon; it doesn't even look the fucking same from the border to Beaverton. But saying we're all gonna fucking die tomorrow, yeah, that's not not happening Marvel Comics Marvel released the trailer for Echo the first superhero series ever to center on the deaf and a Native American character Joss Center's reply make new Daredevil show except Daredevil is a background character Make it literally who the protagonist wonder why no one is watching anymore is there a checklist we can use to know when we're done pandering <laughs> to subsets? Marlon needs a character that lost his or her sense of taste just to cover all bases. Hawkeye had gone deaf before the series; the fact that he, he was now deaf came up multiple times on the show. The article is terrible. Getting pretty far down the grievance list. Yeah. South Park isn't. South Park is not supposed to be an instruction manual, and that's fucking great. This one's another one of those awesome ones from of TikTok. It, uh, SD Schools is trying to ruin a middle schooler's life by accusing him wearing blackface after he actually wore war paint on game day. The dad hopes to bring attention to the store and clear his son's name. That is green army paint. And the article's horrible. They're trying to ruin this kid because he wore green army paint another one of these we've had about since 2016 we've had to cover about a billion of these fucking things about we need to change bird names because stuff yeah that's probably not good probably not good at all and then last but not least to show that um, man the military's fucked up they're trying to get people they booted for COVID to come back in because they can't hire people. They can't get people, to hire, but they can't get people to enlist. So, uh, yeah, that, I I think that's going to happen. I think we'd, we'd all go, yeah, you booted me the fuck out, you know, And now I want to come back. Um, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. So I'm seeing if we have a freedom tune worthy of playing to close the show out. (laughs) what are the odds of this? Okay. Uh, TikTok, where people try to figure out relationships. God damn, that is apropos with my TikTok section. So let's do a little funny and close it out. <laughs> this cartoon is not for children.
7: Hey, uh,
10: this your girlfriend, bro? Yeah. Yo, fall this bro. Oh, this bro.
0: Excuse me? Did you buy you dinner and shit? Yes? Please. Oh,
7: what'd she bring to the table, bro?
2: Hey, guess what? He bought me this dress, too. Oh, oh,
8: oh she ever buy you a dress, bro? No.
10: Oh, 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 f- oh buy ever you a dress?
14: Oh. Yo, is your girl, bro.
1: Wife. Oh!
14: Yo, you pay for those groceries?
0: Yes, I buy food for my family. Oh!
14: what she bring to the
10: table, bro?
15: <coughs>
10: bro, <coughs> what? Bro, what's she doing, bro? She's
6: giving birth!
10: Go away! Oh, bro! Oh, a, b- a baby gonna come out of her, bro? That's how
0: it
8: works.
10: That's what babies from. That's what babies
8: come from. Yes. Oh, always. Yes.
10: You know what's messed up? What? She still never told us what she bring it to the table, bro. We gotta ask more people, bro. Yo, this your girlfriend? She's my wife.
8: Oh!
15: We've been together for sixty years.
8: Oh! Who buy the bread, bro? Oh, I buy everything she asks for. Anything to see that sweet smile.
15: Oh, Richard.
3: Oh,
8: oh. was she broken to the table, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the infinite generosity okay. needed to make a marriage work. Oh? Huh? You smaller words, bro. <laughs>
0: Whoa.
15: Damn, I'll go, go
3: Oh, God, that is just too funny. That's how it ended up. So, that wraps up another episode of Flavor Politic Podcast. Go to SoundCloud, Flavor Politics with a K. Rumble 482 467, Podcast at gmail, gmail.com to contact for segments or comments. Share it with your family and friends. Disconnect from your devices. Don't give the yayas. Yeah, Have yourself a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner before they say we can't have that anymore. This is the first year uh, that I get to actually enjoy it. Well, I can't, uh, you know, I can't pig out, but I can at least have turkey and potatoes and corn. Last year, couldn't eat shit. Couldn't eat anything. And uh, make sure you know you. If you don't say a prayer, you're not religious. Just take a moment and um, think about the troops deployed. We got people in Poland and korea and italy we got people all over the friggin planet in uniform and as stated numerous times on this show being overseas for a holiday sucks the dog it's just horrible It's just so depressing so for us we always put an empty plate and have a plate at the table um and if we look back at Thanksgivings, God, I miss having the grandkids over, and I wish my daughter would stop hating us, and we could have a life with her. So we can have her and my son over on Thursday. But I sure miss having a barracks rat over. It was nice. It was it was good times. So anyway. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to go with um, the 25th or 6th. We'll see. One one or the other. Um, Until then, thanks for listening. Take care.
9: Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.